Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. So, over the next small while, I will be doing something with the weapon called the Talsaloth, or Staff of Bats. I got this way back at the end of the Shattered Skull Saga. Which is nice. And it's currently quite weak, especially for a two-handed weapon. But there's a series of que- there's a series of quests you can do to make it. If you if you plan things right, one of if not the strongest non tallies, non tallies, non package, you know, item in the game you get through regular gameplay. Anyway, I'm talking to the guildmaster in the Adventurous Collective behind the green door. I'm going to ask him about it. The Guildmaster seems well versed in the lore and history of the magnificent Staff of Bats and stares with you some of the more interesting aspects of the legendary weapon in your possession. The legends say there were two small square black gems that could be fitted to the impression at the tip of the staff, he says, looking over the weapon. Now, you might be interested to learn that I believe I know where you can find one of them. The guildmaster, his face ever concealed behind the shadow cast by his hood, walks over and removes a thick, dusty tomb tome from a shelf against the far wall. He places the weighty book on a table and carefully turns through the time-worn pages. Here we have it, he says, stabbing his finger into the middle of one of the musty pages. The gem you seek. One of the two gems that fit into the Salsaloth. Salsaloth? Hmm. I wonder if that's got any relation to Tolaf the Batlord. He's said to have become the centrepiece of a medallion said to lie in the Cave of Four Spirits. You will, of course, be delighted to learn I know the precise location of the cave. Of course you do. The guildmaster tells you the cave of four spirits can be found to the west of Trithic in an area known as the Withered Hills. A very desolate sort of place are those hills, he says. I was there once, many years ago, when the affairs of the world outside these walls still warranted my attention. You aren't likely to have an easy time of it, I'm afraid. 
According to the legend scrawled on this page, the cave is home to the restless spirits of some of the previous owners of the staff, who aren't you staff you are now quite fortunate to possess. The spirits that haunt the cave are said to change from time to time, though I hardly think that lessens the danger of it all. Rather grim scenario, I'm afraid. You ask the guildmaster if he knows whether or not the medallion containing his gem still rests in the cave, and he slowly shakes his head in response. Cannot be certain of that, he says, though I would wager that if the cave is indeed guarded by such a formidable quartet of ghosts, it's quite unlikely any have succeeded in procuring it. The guildmaster explains to you that the cave is tucked away behind two sharp outcroppings of rock on the north side, the rocky rise that dominates the broad expanse of wooded slopes known as the Withered Hills. You should have little difficulty finding it, he says. I can tell you, though, the legends say you must be holding the house aloft to enter the cave. You thank the guild master, and he wishes you luck. Should you decide to seek out the cave? Okay, you can talk to him about things, but we did that when we first met him. Now, there's one more thing since I'm with the guild master, and I'm probably not going to visit him for quite a while. There's one skill I've yet to have despite its overall declining status over the past generation, the collective still boasts a vast network of masters in the various magical and non-magical disciplines. The Guildmaster details for you the various masters within the collectives. Which is our masters would you consult, Zoop? Now, I'm looking to train weaponry staves. Because if I am going to if I'm going to boost up this weapon, I should actually know how to use it. Alright, I think I can visit the Master Warrior. Neither troll nor dragon was safe from the hand of this fearsome warrior when the search for high adventure rules his days. Now content with retirement from a lifetime of perils and rewarding adventure, this master combatant seeks to share his wealth of experience with a younger generation of adventurers. So he can train weaponry and any of the weaponry sub-skills. Now, most of those weaponries, weaponry and weaponry sub-skills you can easily learn elsewhere. Without and a lot cheaper and a lot quicker. And I have. But there's one you can only learn here, and that's weaponry staves. I mean there may some there may be one of the pre roll characters that already has it. Wouldn't be that surprised. But but if you want to learn it from anyone else, you got to go here. Visit the Master Warrior. The Guildmaster nods and tells you you will make the necessary arrangements for your requested meeting with the Master Warrior. You understand, of course, that the whereabouts 
and even the existence of master adventures of this guild remains closely guarded secrets. I trust you won't take offence at any precautions that are taken to ensure their sanctity. Before you can even acknowledge what she said, your eyelids have begun to droop and your vision blurs. The last thing you see before everything fades to black are three cloaked figures striding up from behind the guildmaster. You wake with a start and discover your surroundings have changed, with no inklings inkling of how long you've been unconscious. You stagger to your feet and glance around at the high wall courtyard that surrounds you. At the far end of the courtyard, in stark contrast with the cowardous sky, rises a grim tower of dark and grey stone. Awake at last! Booms a deep voice to your left, startling you. Nice to see you, Zoop! Shall we get down to business? The broad-shouldered, bald-headed man to whom, you to whom the resonating voice belongs strides up and initiates his shoulder cross. His thick, heavily muscled frame, plainly discernible beneath his chain waistcoat, leaves no illusion as to his commanding physical strength. Yeah, so you get a li a I guess you get a slightly different scene for each of the masters that you see. <laughs> Might be worth just popping in to see all the masters just to see where they are. Well, I won't know where they are, but I know what where they are looks like, at least. Hmm. To be considered, for sure. The Master Warrior. Those name and true identity have not been revealed and will not be revealed is eager to provide you with any training that you seek. He studies you closely for several moments, then asks how he might be of service to you. The Master Warrior possesses a legendary level of mastery in seven skills. Weaponry, and all the weaponry subskills except weaponry trollbond. Because there's only one master of the... There's only one legendary skill wielder of the troll bond, and that is the troll hunter. And he's already taught me. Based upon the array of skills you already possess, he's able to instruct you in a basic level of mastery in only one of his master's skills. Seek to acquire the skill of weaponry staves. Okay, I will. The Master Warrior tells you that acquiring the skill of weaponry staves with a base level of five, base level of mastery of five, will cost you 42,500 gold and two adventurer tokens. Yep, so and these and that adventurer tokens cost is why when you play the game, you're, you carefully make your choices so you get all of your skills and all your powers without having to go here because otherwise you'll be giving up adventurer tokens which you don't have to alright pay to acquire the skill of weaponry staves yeah, it would have been cheap it's the skill costs for doing this 
they're a lot cheaper if you have if you have less skills. But yeah, gold's not that big a deal. It's the two adventurer tokens, and I can just well, I'm doing it. I'm doing it anyway. Pay to acquire the skill. Here we are. I spent a lot of money, and more importantly, two adventurer tokens. The Master Warrior accepts your payment and nods grimly, signalling that a grueling series of trials to teach you the elementary concepts of this mastered arc is about to commence. After several days of instruction and training, you've succeeded in learning the basics of the skill of weaponry staves. The Master Warrior commends you for being an adept, for an adept pupil and wishes you luck as you seek to gain in to gain experience with your newfound dis discipline. Alright. And now he has nothing more to teach you. And actually, none of them have anything to seek to teach me. Decide not to seek any further training. The Master Warrior bids you farewell, and almost before his words reach your ears, your eyelids have begun to droop and your vision blurs. The last thing you see before everything fades to black are three cloaked figures striding up behind the Master Warrior. Okay, where were they? I mean, I've been here for days. Where were they? Eh, they probably, they're probably masked. They've probably got master skill in thievery and illusion. So of course I can't see them. You wake with a start and find you're seated in a high back wooden chair before the roaring fire in the common room of the Adventurer's Guild Hall. And there we are. I've learnt all of the skills and all of the powers. Which is nice. Alright. Now... Since I've got this new skill, I can find I can claim all the skills and powers experience that I would have got if I got it earlier. View you have stored go go to the blue door, look for stored experience, apply your stored experience. Eighty-three thousand 260 experience to weaponry staves. That is a lot. So that's how much all skills and powers experience I've got over the course of all of my adventures. Because it would all be added to that pile. Alright, let's see how high we can... Now, it's time to train weaponry staves. That will help with Talsaloth. It will also help with Tierra's staff. Which I'll probably use a lot more. So, train weaponry staves. Alright, training up. Level 10. Level 15. Faster, faster. 20. 25. Oh, wait, incredible. Your level of mastery is 29. Astounding! Your level of mastery is 30. Amazing. 
Well done. Magnificent. Excellent. Incredible. Amazing. Incredible. Magnificent. Well done. Well. Alright, level 40 now. Yep, the amount of experience you need is going up. But it's going to take a while to get through that huge backlog. Alright. Unfortunately, I've got all my... All the skills... All the base stats maxed out. So, it's as cheap as it's going to be. Alright, here we are. Level 70. Alright, now it's costing a few thousand a pop. Alright, 77, 78, 79, 80. And then one more to 81. Yeah, so that's, so you can, so every skill, even if a new skill were to suddenly appear, appear and you were never to use it, you could get it to level 81 using just all the stuff experience you get. All the skills and powers experience you get by just completing the usual quests. Alright, and that's that. How how tough are my Tiara staff now? 241, pretty tough. Obviously not as tough as I am with the Shimmering Silver Mace. Because that is a not quite as strong a weapon. Still, it, it's definitely something. And now... Now, okay. Now I can go to the Withered Hills. There we are. Let's go look at that cave. The area known as the Withered Hills is a broad expanse of wooded slopes dominated by a steep rocky rise at its centre. It's covered with ancient petrified trees. Legends say that a battle long ago between a powerful dragon and a master mage resulted in the petrification of the hardwood forest that once covered the hill. The trees that dot the surrounding hills are all stunted and many of them have withered long before their time. The Withered Hills is a desolate, somewhat eerie place, as you can almost imagine serving as the home of some wicked, long-forgotten beast. Now let's get to the Cave of Four Spirits. The trek to the cave proves no easy task. The towering, rocky wise in the midst of the Withered Hills, its jagged, treacherous slopes covered with the petrified remains of ancient trees, offers no direct path to the two sharp outcroppings of stone that mark the entrance to the Cave of Spirits. Employing great caution, he being in a long and arduous ascent of the wise, picking a number, bonus of 81, 80, 41 from woodmanship, 20 from agility, 10 from body, 10 from spirit. I don't know what I've got to get, so pick now. 145. It takes you nearly an hour to reach the mouth of the cave, but the climb passes without an incident. More than once, you come close to losing your footing on the loose rock 
that characterizes much of the higher parts of the wise. But each time you are able to catch yourself and prevent a nasty spills down the treacherous slope. At last, winded from the ascent, you stand before the mouth of the cave. You stand before the narrow, jagged mouth of, a, of the cave that is known in many legends as the, the Cave of Four Spirits. From here, between the sharp outcroppings of rock, just below the summit of the treacherous rocky wise, you can survey most of the northern area of the withered hills. For as far as you can see, the rolling hills of stunted trees that carry well, the the characterise this desert area dominate dominate the landscape. Nothing stirs in the deep gloom beyond the cave. Enter the cave. You cautiously move into the cave, sweeping away the gloom before you with the invasive and comforting brilliance of your reliable light source. You're taking less than ten steps into the cavernous interior when a soft hiss followed swiftly by a blood-curdling howl from somewhere in the darks ahead, makes your blood run cold. So I could retreat. No, remain where I am. A second ghastly howl whops out the darkness, and you watch in horror as a terrifying apparition emerges from the shadows ahead. The fiendish spirit, its cruel gaze transfixed on you, hovers only inches above the uneven floor of the cave. The glowing apparition floating only a few yards in front of you is truly a horrific sight. Long, matted locks of grime-encrusted hair cover the ghostly woman's scarred and sunken face. She raises her arms, which are barely concealed beneath her tattered tunic, revealing bloody stumps where her hands once were. She grins, and for a fleeting moment, a bright flash of light illuminates the west of the cavern behind her, revealing a mountain of human skulls. What you seek, you cannot have, she hisses, a fiendish grin broadening. Tell off will never again see both of its eyes restored, while it is sullied in the hands of the unworthy. Before you can attempt, even attempt to respond to the spirit, the ghastly apparition surges forward, hissing viciously, her bloodied, armless, handless arms outstretched towards. Ooh, handless. Ooh, yes. Yeah, okay, something really bad happened to her. I could flee, or I could hold my ground and face the enemy. Of course I'll face your enemy. The gruesome spirit rapidly closes in on you, seeking to bring a speedy demise to the bold soul that invaded its desolate, desolate lair. As the ghost of the handless woe begin combat. The handless ghost, ghost swipes at you with her bloody stumps. Oh, that's kind of gross. I'm going to get ghost blood on me. Or something. I don't even know how that works. Alright, let's see. And it is slain. 24 XP. A blood-curgling shriek rises out of the gaping mouth. 
the ghost of the handless rogue. The hideous spirit shimmers brightly for a few moments and then swiftly fades, leaving you alone in the dark. Suddenly, a ghastly howl out of the darkness ahead shatters the silence and sends your heart racing. Alright, retreat or face it. Face it, of course. A, se- a second ghastly howl erupts out of the darkness and you watch in horror as a terrifying apparition emerges from the shadows ahead. The fiendish spirit, its cruel gaze transfixed on you, hovers only inches above the uneven cave floor. The glowing apparition, floating only a few yards in front of you, is a truly nightmarish sight. Short crop dark hair covers the ghostly woman's thin, drawn face. A wide sash gash crosses her neck, and one of her eyes is missing. Your heart suddenly skips a beat as you recognise the woman's decaying face. It is the face of the necromancer, the sorceress you defeated on Palemore Isle. Again we find ourselves at odds, she says, her voice low and menacing. You do not know the power of the staff you seek to complete. Tauseloff will be your end, as it is for all the ambitious fools that seek to wield its might. Before you can even attempt to speak to the spirit of the necromancer, her ghost surges forward, hissing viciously as she prepares to engage you. I guess this is where all the where all the undead that carried her body away, well, you know, when she was dead, <laughs> when she was dead, I guess they just took her here. To bind her spirit here. Possibly forever. Or at least until someone else can take her place. Because I mean, it is a quartet of ghosts. So I guess... So I guess that if if I get captured by the Tausawoff... Someone else will will be released. I guess that, that's how it works. Or may or maybe it does it has several, it just rotates them around. They on they take shifts or something. Hold your ground and face your enemy. The gruesome spirit rapidly closes in on you, seeking to bring a speedy demise to the bold soul that has invaded its desolate lairs, a ghost of the necromancer. The necromancer's spirit reaches out to touch you. Yes, there you go. Just taking it down. Take it down. Take it down. I'm going to battle wage. Look, I had enough problems with you and you're alive. And it is slain. 42 XP. The apparition of the necromancer shudders and becomes distorted. As the ghost slowly begins to fade from view. The lone eyes of the undead sorceress fix itself on you in a hateful stare. She melts into the surrounding gloom. Leaving you alone in the dark. Suddenly, a ghastly howl out of the darkness ahead shatters the silence and sends your heart racing. Well, two down, two to go. Remain where I am. A second ghastly howl erupts out of the darkness. 
and you watch in horror as a terrifying apparition emerges from the shadows ahead. The fiendish spirit, its cruel gaze transfixed on you, hovers only inches above the uneven floor of the cave. The nightmarish apparition, floating only a few yards in front of you, is a horrid, fear-inspiring sight. A cloven helm caps the ghostly man's misshapen and hideous and hideously disgiven, disfigured head. The ends of several wingling yellow worms extend out of the raw flesh at the centre of the mass of a nasty wound on the white side of his face. Just above his shattered door, the chain armour that covers his limbs and torso hangs in tatters. Obviously the result of a brutal fight that ended the life of this warrior. You should not tread here, he says, as a brilliant flash of light illuminates the cavern behind him, revealing a mountain of human skulls. You will not find me to be a foe easily bested. The medallion you seek will never leave this cave. It is our duty to keep its wickedness under guard. Talsalov shall never again... Enslave another soul. With that, okay. I don't think what I'm doing is particularly healthy for me. But oh, oh well, I'm probably just going to store the Talsaloth Loth once I've got once I've got this quest done. So it's not really going to do anything to me. With that, the chain-clad helmed ghost floats towards you. Drawing a, net, a notched broadsword from a from the thick leather belt, encircles its waist, so I could flee, or I could face my enemy. The gruesome spirit rapidly closes in on you, seeking to bring a speedy demise to the bold soul that has invaded its desolate lair. Begin combat with the ghost of the humbled warrior. All right. Something, I guess it tangled with the staff. And now it's doomed. The warrior spirit slashes at you with its notched broadsword. Alright, notches. This, this guy's got a lot of health. Especially considering he's already dead. <laughs> I guess it's kind of hard to kill someone who's already dead. I mean, what can you even do to them? You can do this and slay them. Took 43 rounds, 74 experience. The ghost of the chain-clad warrior whipples and then suddenly vanishes, leaving you alone in the dark. Suddenly, a ghastly howl out of the darkness ahead shatters the silence and sends your heart racing. Retreat or remain? Remain, of course. A second ghastly howl erupts from the darkness, and you watch in horror as a terrifying apparition emerges from the shadows ahead. The fiendish spirit, its cruel gaze transfixed on you, hovers only inches above the uneven floor of the cave. The flower, the foul apparition, Floating only a few yards in front of you is that of a bent, elderly man. 
The shining black eyes sunk into the layers of wrinkled skin that crease his face narrow as he carefully studies you. Long black claws extend from the tips of his horribly galled fingers. The robed spirit curls his lips into a hideous grin. Is Lord Delcroft even a man? He asks, apparently noting your fixation on the claws that tip his fingers. I, like I was, like you, human in all ways, once upon a time. Do you now see why you're fated to guard this lair? To keep its treasure safe for all time? You do not know the horror of Saus, of Sautaloth, the dark, lonely suffering to which its promises lead. As I pity you, I shall give you a chance to rethink your foolish desires. Leave here and do not return, and you will be spared. I wonder what does happen if I leave the cave. You're back slowly out of the cave, never once taking your eyes off the fiendish ghost of Lord Delgroff. The sinister phantasm nods as you reach the mouth of the cave and floats back into the shadows and disappears. You quickly exit the cave. Now there's a leap for Lord Delgroff. One of, once one of the most renowned and respected mages in all of the North Broadlands. The tale of the latter days of of Lord Delgroff of Tyso is one of tragedy. Accused by members of the Grey Circle of engaging in the art of necromancy and using it with ill intent, the shamed mage fled from his prosecutors and is said to have hid in the mountains of Western Tysa. It is believed that it was in those mountains that Delgroff, once the overlord of Trithic, came into possession possession of a powerful weapon with which he plotted revenge against those who had cast him out of his position and power. Such revenge never came to fruition, and it is widely believed that the evil nature of the item he came, in, came to possess slowly took, took control of his mind. Many other tales of a mad, wandering, bearded man in the foothills beneath Tosa's lofty western peaks. For by any estimation, Delgoff has likely been dead for nearly 400 years. Ugh. So the staff got to him too. Alright, I'm out of the cave. And I can descend the wise. Climbing down the cave takes over an hour and seems far more difficult proposition than the ascent. When at last you reach the base of the rocky slope, you breathe a sigh of release and pause to rest your weary limbs. Okay, now I know I said, Lord de Graff, I wouldn't come back. But I gotta know. What is in this cave? Alright, it's the same check that was to climb it last time. Pick it now. 92, success. And I reach the cave. Enter the cave. You cautiously move. You 
you take in le- less than ten steps into the cavernous interior when a soft hiss follows swiftly by a blood-curdling howl from somewhere in the darkness ahead. Which your blood won't cold. Remain where I am. Oh, and Lord Delgroff says the exact same thing again. Alright, and attack the spirit. The gruesome spirit rapidly closes on on you, seeking to bring a speedy demise to the bold soul that has invaded its desolate lair. Although, compared to, say, being bound for being cursed by that staff for centuries, getting killed is probably a mercy. Alright, Ghost of Lord DeGroff. Gonna take you down, Ghost. Look, you're probably right that I shouldn't mess with this stuff. But my curiosity is insatiable. Don't worry, I don't intend to use the staff. I'm just gonna get... I'm just gonna get the staff, get the gems, and then just put the staff in the back of my residence and never use it again. I'll put a little plaque next to it. Little plaque. Gotta have a little plaque next to your staff saying Cursed evil necromantic staff. Do not you do not steal and use for crazy necromantic rites. It will end badly for everyone. We keeps reaching out. I'm going to just wait to battle wage. No! Stop trying to stop me! You're probably right, but I have to carry on. Okay, he's nearly down, nearly down, and he is slain once more. 139 XP. The Lost of Lord Delgroff floats back beyond the range of your attacks, and his apparition ripples violently. Then take it, he growls. Grouse, his voice dropping to nearly a whisper as he begins to rapidly fade from view. Take it, and the full horror of the curse you too shall bear as its possessor. With that, the hideous apparition disappears, leaving you alone in the dark. After spending a few minutes recovering from the brutal combat and making certain you are at last alone in the cave, you proceed with the thorough search of the lair of the four vanquished spirits. It is in the far left corner of the wide cavern that you find, beneath a twisted pile of human bones, an ornate iron chest. After discovering that it is not locked, you carefully lift its corroded lid. Immediately, your eyes fall upon an intricately engraved wooden medallion. Resting in the bottom of the chest, a square black gem has been set into the centre of the ancient charm. You quickly reach in and retrieve the object of your quest. The moment you take hold of the wooden medallion, its soft, decayed wood begins crumbling in your hands. In a matter of of only a few seconds, only the small black square black gem remains the crude likeness of a bat has been etched onto the surface of the gem without delay you fit the square black gem into the impression at the tip of the towel off 
A low hum fills the air as the staff vibrates silently in your hand, for once again becoming skill. Still, 64 XP to general. And now, the, the Talos Taloth provides 19 melee rating instead of 12. And there's two of these gems. But the, but the second one costs ATs. And, and I'm not giving up ATs for a weapon I don't use. Please note, Talsoth now bears one of the two black gems it had for so long been missing. Be sure to examine the staff to see how the addition of this gem might have changed it. It's made it stronger. But it's still two-handed, so it doesn't even make up for the shield I've got to unequip. With your mission complete and the black gem that for so long lay protected in the cave of four spirits, now fitted into the tip of Talsaloth, you make your way out of the lair of the vanquished spirits. Now, I think there's something else here. I mean... As you move about the dark interior of the cave, chasing about the long shadows with your invasive and comforting brilliance of your light source, you vividly recall your encounter with the four spirits that haunted this lonely, out-of-reach place. When you're satisfied there is nothing of any interest here, you leave the cave and begin your descent. Alright, I thought there was more. Okay, I'm just going to tell the guildmaster what I've done. First, maybe that will unlock things. Maybe it won't. Alright. Blade Square. Buildings. Win building with the green door. To the Guildmaster. Converse with the Guildmaster. Tell Sloth. Converse. The Goldmaster seems delighted when you inform him of your success at the Cave of Four Spirits, and he promptly steps forward and lays his hand on your shoulder. A strange but pleasant sensation passes through you as the Guildmaster's hand presses firmly into your shoulder. 1,024 experience the General. It appears that the legend of the cave will now have to be rewritten, he says. I shall happily undertake the exercise. Well done, Zoop. You are truly a worthy member of the collective. The guildmaster asks if you might examine the staff, and you hand him the weapon. He studies it for a few moments, then returns it to you. If you could somehow locate the second gem for it, the true extent of its might would be yours to wield, he says. Looking over the staff, I'm afraid though, that I can provide you little hope with that. Who is to say that the gem is even in this world? You thank the guildmaster for having directed you to the cave, and thus the gem. He tells you the sediment is appreciated, but not necessary. I am honoured to have you as a member of the collective, he says. Think no more of it. You bid him farewell, and take your leave of the guildmaster. Alright, now, is that enough to... Move on to the next stage. No, apparently I've got to get the second gem before I can move on to the next part of this quest. So I will. I happen to know where this gem is. 
Blade Square, visit the market space, visit Mazelle, examine the weapon she has for s engage her in conversation. Let her have a look at your items. Miss L look carefully looks over what you have to show her and expresses great interest in three of the twelve different items you're carrying. So, like if you look at the Goblin Doom, the medallion of phased form, or the Raven's Foot Medallion. Now it's gonna be that these these I exchange one of these for the I'll exchange one of them for the next the next gem for the staff of bats. So it's so it's gotta be the Waven's foot medallion because that doesn't do anything else. Mesel tells you that the Waven's foot medallion is an item that would be great interest to a woman she knows that hails from Talonus. I don't rightly know the next time I'll see her, she says, but she does make it out this way on occasion. I'm willing to offer you a trade for that piece soup. The one-eye weapon dealer produces a small black cloth bag and empties its contents onto her hand. She thrusts her arm out to show you the square black gem resting on the palm, resting on her palm. The crude likeness of a bat has been etched onto the surface of the gem. You suddenly realise that the small square gem would fit perfectly into one of the impressions set into the tip of the towel's toff, the staff of bats. I obtained this gem in Wysel, she says. I did a few small favours for a very influential person there, and was given this as payment. Supposedly as great value, it most certainly, and it is most certainly magical. I'm sure... Sure, you could figure out into portion and use it with far greater ease than I could. Sixteen of your tokens, fifteen thousand gold. And that scepter is what will separate me from that, from this little stone. You carefully think over the offer Mazara's made you. Sixteen adventure tokens, fifteen thousand gold, and the Raven Foot Medallion for the small black batting gripe. Bat inscribed Jen. Okay, I could bargain time to bargain with her though. Diplomacy is needed. You gotta get it's gotta be seventy or higher, and I have that by quite a margin. You attempt to bargain to bargain with with her for the small black gem seem to initially annoy Mesel. The one eyed weapon trader frowns at first. And steadfastly holds the original offer she made you. After several minutes of shrewd negotiation, with an abundance of subtle flattery flown in for good measure, she, she sighs and smiles. Well then, let me offer you this through. Notice to my last word on it, she says. Eight tokens, medallion and ten thousand gold. You can't hope for a better swap than that. You carefully ponder a final offer. Eight, to eight tokens, 10,000 gold, and the Waven's Foot Medallion for the small black bass inscribed gem. Now, I normally 
Now, I think this is... On most characters, you don't do this because it's ATs being spent. But I would say, do it, everyone should go through this once just so they can just see the adventure beyond. Well, two adventures. Pretty good, so... Uh, so it's a pretty good deal for that. Alright, accept the offer. Alright. I am now no longer capped yet. The thing, I have eight tokens gone, 10,000 gold gone, Raven's Foot Medallion gone. Mazar smiles as she accepts your, your tokens, gold, and the Raven's Foot Medallion. She then hands you the gem and tells you she hopes you can find a good use for it. I'm sure you can think of something to do with. The weapon trader's lone eye suddenly widens and shakes her head in disbelief as you fit the square black gem into the impression at the tip of Tal's Toloff. A low hum fills the air as the stuff vibrates slightly in your hands before once again becoming still. 128 experience to general. Please note, Talsaloth now bears both of the black gems it has so long been missing. Be sure to examine the... The staff to see how the addition of the final gem might have changed it. I don't know about that. I might have traded for that staff, says Mosul, smirking. Well, it looks like you've done quite well in this little exchange, though I can't rightly complain. This medallion will fetch me a handsome price. You're about to bid farewell to Mosul and set off on your way. When she asks if she could examine the staff, seeing no harm in her request, you hand Talsloth to her and watch as she carefully studies it in detail. She concludes her expert examination and hands the weapon back to you. I don't know how or where you acquired it. I truly don't wish to know, she says. But I would take care to see that you hold on to it. It is, without any doubt, a piece of those values beyond estimation certainly not something that hails from this world it is in the it is in the best sense of the word most fearsome you thank Mazul for her analysis and for the trade before bidding her farewell and setting off on your way okay okay I'm gonna save now I am now Committed to the expenses that I have made. Oh, oh it's spending 80. Ah, it hurts. Okay, let's go look at this staff again. It has now got a melee weighting of 26. Which makes it the most powerful weapon I have. Unfortunately, it's a two-handed weapon. So, which makes it one of the worst weapons I have. Makes it the worst weapon I have. Because I unequip the 20... Let's just, let's just check my shield. Because I'll have to unequip my shield and lose 20 MR from doing that. So, yeah, not, not worth it. For now, at least. 
plus power. No, anyway, let's read the description of it now. 26 melee racing. This is the legendary Taltoff, known in many tales as the Staff of Bats. This remarkable, ornate iron staff was once the property of property of the free-headed demon lord Jaloff. Many indeed are the spine-chilling spine stories that surround this magical weapon. The potency of this weapon increases as your level of mastery in the art. The art of necromancy rises. A pair of square black a pair of square opaque black gems have been fitted into each of the shallow tockets at the tip of the staff. So if I raised my necromancy skill, it would get more powerful. But raising my necromancy skill anymore is very, very expensive. So I'm not going to do that. But now... A new adventure has been unlocked, I think. In the Withered Hills, there is a new thing that can be done. So I'm just going to pop down there and have a look. And that'll probably be enough for... Okay, the Withered Hills. Oh, I'm fatigued. Oh, God, I have to... Oh, that doesn't matter. I'll deal with that later. Same with... Yep. Same check to climb it as the last two times. Enter the cave. As you step into the cave and make a quick search of its dark interior, there's the pool of radiant radiance cast by your light source. That spills over the edge of the broad, damp chamber of stone. Splashes across a coin-sized black egg-shaped object resting on the uneven floor. Much much to surprise, a closer examination of the item reveals that it is indeed an egg. Thin, slightly raised, red ridges crisscross the smooth surface of the black egg. Right, I think whatever's in that egg is not particularly nice. So I can pick up the egg, perhaps? You reach down to pick up the black egg. But as your fingers encroach upon the curious object, they are swiftly repelled by a powerful unseen force. Probably for the best. Watch the egg. You watch the egg for several minutes. More than once, you can believe you can observe the small, black, red-ridged object twitching ever so slightly. Leave the cave, enter the cave. There's an item you can use. And since, it, and since this adventure was unlocked... By getting the tassel off all maxed out, well, gem-wise anyway, that's the one I'll use. You hold the tassel off towards the egg, and immediately the red ridge is crisscrossing its surface, emit a brilliant crimson glow. The glow fades rapidly. A deep sense of dread comes over you in the wake of your action with the staff. With a muddle of disjointed and unpleasant thoughts clouding your mind, you turn and make your way out of the cave. Alright, make my way. Wait, is there anything to do here? Enter the cave. 
Yeah, it's small, but it's nope, nothing's changed here. And well, not for now. That is done. That that there's nothing more to do in this cave for today. But on later days, I think if we leave it for tomorrow, something will happen. And then we leave it for a few more days, visiting daily. Things will happen. And then at the end of that, we'll have some a nice, big, chunky thing to look, look to. To look at. And anyway, until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.